What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 8 to 15, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on her 17th year of marriage. So yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood. And I'm working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fathers know who they are as they show up for their families. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and have fun in the messiness of it all. You are going to be looking for my guest on the slopes of Tahoe shredding with his boys just so his joy, laughter, and love for life will rub off on you. I'm so stoked for you to meet my friend Brad Oates. He is an incredible father. We talk snowboarding, skating, music, and passion for life and how to pass down a love for life to your kiddos. Men, if you are struggling with your identity, hearing Brad will help you not just hold on to who you are, but to thrive as a father, being who you were meant to be. Enjoy meeting my friend, Brad. Welcome to another episode of Fatherhood Field Notes. I am really pumped. It's Friday and I'm stoked to be hanging out with Brad Oates. Brad, what's up? What's going down today, Ned? Dude, I've been pumped to talk to you because, you know, like just before we started recording, we're talking about how all dads do things differently. And 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 in this really fun journey of, of talking fatherhood, I've been meeting just some great dads. And you and I met uh, snowboarding at uh, Boreal up in Tahoe area. And just to be introduced to, here's a kick-ass dad who's doing it differently, taking your two boys up to go snowboard. And not just for the day, but renting a house, being there for a week, no mom around, just the boy time. And just shredding every day, dude. And it just inspired me because that week when I met you was the actually the first week that I've ever snowboarded uh, more than one day. And, you know, more than just I did a few days in a row and I had my son with me. And so my son and I got to board with you guys. And it was just such a rad time to be able to connect, meet you, my son, get inspired by your little shredders. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was it was great. It was such a great week and, and meeting you guys that week and meeting like minded fathers who are really getting out there, getting in the dirt with their kids and having a great time. I wouldn't have it any other way. And it's always really exciting to meet other dads who are, who are doing the deal, doing it really well, doing yeah. it their way and having a great time at it um, because fatherhood just expands your life. It's just mm. Mm. Oh, dude, we're gonna have a good conversation. And a little shout out to Chris Wilmoth, because he's the one who connected us. He was out there boarding with his son, uh, which same thing. He's out there really getting involved, having a passion with his with his son and, and, and snowboarding a lot. So kudos to that dude as well for killing it at fatherhood. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> um, all right, man. So let's just dig into a few questions and then the conversation will go. Uh, so Brad, how old are you today? I am 40 years young today. Nice. 40. Love it. And where do you live with your family? I, I live in a little town called Santa Cruz, California. Love it. Absolutely love it. Very fortunate to be here today. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Such a fun spot. I love Santa Cruz. What's your favorite surf spot in Santa Cruz? 
My That's favorite. not a secret spot. <laughs> if there's anything don't, secret in Santa don't Cruz. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> the coast is private. No. Um, I love to surf mainly. I surf mainly 26th Avenue in Santa okay. Cruz. And then we have a lovely spot north of town called Four Mile that are probably two of my favorite spots. Um, great places to spend any time of the day. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, and then how many years you've been married? I have been married now over 11 years. Dude, congratulations, yeah, man. Thank you. I Wild, know. huh? It's awesome. I, just, I, w- I went to a 50th wedding anniversary this weekend, wow. so I didn't feel like I had anything on them, but yes, very much. Isn't so. that gnarly? Like when you, I've only been to a couple like that, but when you go, dude, 50 years, right? Like I'm 37, you're 40. To be married to somebody for 50 years, and just figured out it's like that's a whole nother level of life. It, dude, it's it's incredible because at the 50 year marker, you get to really see your family legacy play out. Mm. You got kids, you got grandkids, you got branches extending all over the place. And there's nothing really radder than seeing all those 50th wedding anniversary photos. Everyone's a little bit thinner, little fewer wrinkles, but uh 50 years later, usually bigger smiles and mm-hmm. uh, the happiness that's attained by, by that milestone. Pretty, pretty incredible. I, I had the, um, the luck of not luck, I guess, you know, but kind of both my parents and my in-laws just both had their 15 wedding anniversaries in the two last months. Hmm. So it was pretty incredible to see both sides of the family, uh, you know, how much growth and, you know, uh, experiences they had together and through, through the good times and the tough times, how they've come out even stronger and just, uh, really happy, really, really, man. It's really such happy. a good Testament to, you know, cause the day in day out, dude, I mean, me and my wife got into it yesterday <laughs> and, uh, in the day in day out, sometimes it's like, damn, this is heavy. This is a lot of work. And then you see those glimpses of like, man, to be at 50 years, like you've really accomplished something significant and and you you know the way you talk about it you're like I show up I see this thing and and something inside of me says this matters right like what they did what they accomplished is big it's bigger you know and you like you said the legacy it's not just about you and this person it's about all that you're setting up for them so to have that example times 2 dude that's a blessing that's huge it's it's an incredible i remember my grandparents made it to their 65th wedding anniversary and almost made it to their 70th together. And it was Mm. incredible. I remember being young, going to their 40th or 50th and just being like, man, look at all these old people. I'm not (laughs) obviously being a young, young dude. I I couldn't really relate. I couldn't understand the marriage aspect and, you know, how amazing that is if you can really hold it together and, you know, really find that love and cherish each other all those years. But just, you know, I am so fortunate that I had such good pillars and such good examples yeah. of, of people, you know, staying at it, really giving it their all, always, you know, throwing all their love into it and everything they could into their marriages and their relationships. And uh, we all know it's a roller coaster. It's oh, for it, sure. It, it, it's not. It, it's a long marathon. It's not a sprint. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Oh, man, such good stuff. So married 11 years and two boys. How old are the boys? I have a seven-year-old and I have a 10-year-old and they are nonstop like your kids. Dude, 
Yeah, dude, your boys are shredders. I mean, I just see all your Instagram stories. It's it's rad, man. It's not just that one week a year you're taking them boarding. It's every day, it seems like, you know, and I mean, I know we all post our fun moments of Instagram, but you are out skating, surfing, snowboarding, enjoying life with those two boys, man. What a great relationship you have with them. I really am, am super fortunate. And, and I think I set out at a young age, I was really, really fortunate that in my life and in my career, I was able to get established at a young age. And I've been doing what I do for a long time. Mm. It enables me to free up some of my free time for my children. And I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, yeah. I, I'm glad that I'm able to take this time for them. It goes so quick. By the blink of the eye, they're going to be older. They're not going to want to go skate and surf and snowboard every day with their dad. They're going to be chasing girls around and driving cars. And I'm going to be going crazy, <laughs> freaking out about what they're out there doing. Um, right. and I cherish this time I have with them. Mm. And it's important. And I'm also very fortunate that my kids want to skate. They want to snowboard. Yeah. They want to surf with me. And for any of us as fathers, it's like you want to take your experiences of what you're good at. And your kids don't have to be into everything you're into. And I, they don't have to be into what I'm into. But as your father, as a mentor, as a leader, I'm going to share this stuff with you. I'm just going to lay the table, the cards out on the table. And if mm. you want to experience these things, please do. And thankfully, in my household, they've wanted, they've grabbed They've grabbed it, you know, the bull by the horns yeah, and they're ready to go along. So, so it's incredible, but it could be anything that we're all into. And I think it's just really important as fathers, as mentors to pass that down, to share that with our children, to spend that time, to take that time. And I'm really fortunate that I do have the time to do it. And I'm fortunate the kids want to do this stuff with me. So I wouldn't have it any other way. And and it started organically, you know, the kids just start skating and they, you know, they want to go to the beach and do this. And it's just all about ingratiating them into this stuff, showing them the ways, giving them the tools. And then kind of like, it's like bumper bowling. You know what I mean? When you take the kid, you know, the fifth or sixth yeah. birthday party with the bowling lanes and you're like, you know, you're like, this is kind of lame. I don't like these guardrails, but at the same time, that's how we all learn. And I always feel like my, my job as dad so much of the time out there is like, I'm risk management. I'm risk assessment. <laughs> what can we do not to end up in the ER today? And right, not right. Going to happen, but you're like, don't drop on off that, son. You're going to go too fast. You know, slow down. Um, but it is an incredible time. We live in such an incredible time where we have skate parks all over the place. Oh man, surfing yeah. is popular. Snowboarding. You know, we're the generation and the, and the guys older than us. We all grew up doing this, and, and tons of moms at it too. That I'm glad that we can experience this stuff with our children. And make the time for our kids because I come from such a wonderful family and had such great experiences growing up. But it was definitely that traditional. My father went to work nine to five. He put on the nice suit and coat and he went out the door and he made the money and he crushed it for the family. But I didn't have as much time with my father to go do the kind of stuff that I wanted to do. And my dad's been an incredible dad and I wouldn't change it for the world. But I'm so fortunate that I have the time and the kids want to do what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So I got a question for you. So when the kids were little, right? Six months, 12 months, 18 months, were you hanging out with the kids? Were you putting their feet on a, on a skateboard? Like I I just, I see you nodding right now. So talk to me a little bit about when they're little, your integration with doing life with them. Pretty much right out the door. And I think like you and where you get really fortunate is having multiple kids I get another chance to try this differently and not at all. But I would say with the first one in that first six months, a year, 
very worried, worried about the outside world. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I remember leaving the hospital and putting him in the back seat. you know, and I'd gone so by gnarly. the fire department and I'd had them check, you know, the little car uh, yeah. carrier. And I think the fire department was just like, Brad, you're crazy. You put this thing in fine. Why are you wasting our time this <laughs> afternoon? Like, I want to make sure I put it in right. And they're yeah. tugging on it. They're like, Brad, this car seat's not going anywhere. And then I remember leaving that hospital the first time and I felt like I felt like a linebacker. Or defensive end, you know, I've got to protect the quarterback and everything. And I got the quarterback in the back seat. You're like, why is everyone driving so crazy? So I think with my first kid at first, we did start doing a lot. We live right across the beach. So it was really simple. But, you know, if that it was, you know, introducing my kids to the beach, maybe taking them fishing while I fish, maybe just sitting on the sand. But definitely at a young age, they were at the skate park. They were at the beach. They were going snowboarding with me and even more so with my second one, where you realize the first one at 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, wasn't going to fall apart. Yeah. Didn't break. Yeah, yeah. I pushed my second one even more because by then my other one was like four and the one-year-old was coming along. And so it just seemed like this organic, natural continuation, you know, of get them involved early on and take it from there. That way yeah. I can, yeah enjoy my life in the way that I want to enjoy my life. And I also can bring my kids along into stuff that I'm into without having yep. to lose myself. Because I think yep. there's so many of us fathers that we worry about. And I see with a lot of people is, am I going to lose who I am? Am I losing right. my identity by becoming a father? And I'm just going to get a beer gut and I'm going to wear, you know, Crocs <laughs> and you know, drink Bush light and, and you know, all the cliches and there's nothing wrong with the cliches, but like, I just wanted to embrace fatherhood on my level and be able to do the things that I wanted to do. And I was really fortunate that my kids kind of wanted to come along and do those things with me. And there's plenty of days where they're like, dad, I'm over this, but you're like, and and we'll meet in the middle, but I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. And that's why I bring it up is, you know, hearing you initially talk about the fun stuff you're doing with your seven and 10 year old, you know, I think a lot of dads sometimes don't know how to interact with the, with the baby, the toddler. And so then they're not cultivating this relationship where they're going out and, and, you know, rolling a ball back and forth or bouncing a basketball or being on a skateboard. And so by the time the kid's six or seven, it's like they've never established that relationship. So it's hard for them to do it. And and that's when I see the dad just kind of put their head down, go to work. And that's they think their whole role. But like you said, in so many words, it's like your kids, you're not going to lose your identity because those kids are half of you. Like they are half of Brad. Right. And so the identity, the person that Brad is, is already in them. It's just go cultivate that and, and to embrace that, not be afraid to take them on the beach. And, you know, that's what I love seeing you out there with your, your boys is like, sometimes dads don't do anything with their kids without mom around. It's like, dude, you have just as much of what it takes as the mom. Now moms are totally kick-ass. So obviously dude, we would be screwed without them, but completely screwed (laughs) completely. But we got to embrace who we are. And I just love that you've done that, man. And, and you see it, you know, at seven and 10, that those relationships are strong because of the work you did when they were little. You know, absolutely. And I didn't want to wake up, you know, I had my first kid right at 29 and it was just such a perfect age. And, and, and me and my wife were really, really happy. And mm. I definitely woke up at that age and I was so worried that fatherhood was going to make me lose my identity. Mm. That I quickly, 
I think I overcompensated in some ways that I was like, I'm going to get my kids into this because I'm so worried that I'm going to wake up at 50 or 55 and I'm not going to be myself anymore. Not going to be Brad, not going to have time to surf, not going to have time to skate, not going to have time to go see the descendants play, you know, or go see Pennywise. And I still want to do that stuff, you know, and I wanted to be, I wanted to stay healthy. I wanted to do fun things with my children and I wanted to be there. And, And that was always the tantamount to everything I did. So then what was the trigger for you or the thing that instead of just like, okay, I'm home for an hour with the kids, I changed the diaper, I did my thing. Now I'm going out to do my own thing. Now we still need to do our own things. But what made it where you wanted to bring the kids along and you kind of saw it as a long-term play? um, Like what made you want that deep relationship with them? I noticed at a young age that they were super interested in everything I was mm-hmm. doing, you know, even at like a year or two and even as I was getting them into that. And so I made a really concerted effort then that I wanted them to be involved, that I, I didn't want to have any real aspect of my life that they weren't really a part of. Oh, and I wanted I to bring them that. along for everything. I, I grew up um, – a big influence on me was the Paskowitz surfing family. Um, in the mid to late seventies, the father dropped out of society. He was a doctor. He decided to raise his entire family in a large RV traversing the California coast and the Florida coast, raising them as surfers, giving them lifelong experiences. And I really Mm -hmm. wanted to raise my kids as organic and as kind of wild as I could. Like, like, you know what I mean? I grew up in the eighties. My parents, I had free reign and I know we don't let our children do that as much anymore. And I understand why, but I still wanted my children to grow up as wild and as feral as they could. Were they thinking they're growing up that way? Well, I control the boundaries around it. And Mm. I wanted to give them the free time to try stuff and to fail at it on their own and to get back up on the horse and try again. Because the only way they're going to get ahead in this crazy world that we do live in is if they're independent, free-thinking, strong individuals who can get the job done. And I know that's the type of children we're raising, you know? Yeah. It's like it goes back to kind of that bowling, that bowling analogy where like bumper bowling, where you're like, I'm just a father where like, I'm going to let them experience everything and they're going to fall down. They're going to scrape their knees. They're going to get ticked at me. But I want to just keep the little bit of the bumpers up a little bit, keep lowering them, keep lowering the bumpers. Mm. But that's huge to help them guide them into whatever they want to do as, as young, prosperous young men to do whatever. I don't care if my kids surf, skate, snowboard, whatever. That stuff is applicable to everything on earth for in sure, this world. For sure. Try so, hard, yeah. get up and try again. You, you dedicate yourself to something, a craft. Mm-hmm. Good things will come. And you can apply that Dude. to anything that you put perseverance yep. into and dude and then luckily i haven't my kids have wanted to come along for the ride and, and and it's been really rewarding and and i can't stress enough that especially when they're really young and it is tough and it's just those trips to the park or out and really getting them out there to really try to embrace fatherhood and and not feel like you need mom to constantly come along with you to do everything and and mom is just so important and i couldn't do it without my wife wouldn't want to do any of this without her. But like the experiences that I give as a father are so different than what mom brings to the table. And I think for so many children, they don't get that from dad as much. Yeah. Dang it. Yes. And our world would look different if they did. 
because Absolutely. we see it already in our children. And see it and how they show up. Oh, dude. Okay. I want to jump back to some of that, but, um, couple, three quick questions. Um, in about a minute or less, what do you do for a living? I work in the skateboard industry. I am a sales rep in the skateboard industry. Love it. And you've been doing that since young. I have worked in the skateboard industry since I was 15 and I have worked for NHS. We're the number one skateboard manufacturer in the world. I've worked for them almost 17 years since college yes love it love it fun yeah fun santa cruz skateboard industry california dream right there it's been a good ride (laughs) yeah um and then in a minute or less which we're already hearing it from you what would you say the role the father is you're the leader you're the family guide you're the mentor you're the captain of the ship yes Yes. And man, I love it because as I hear you say it and I hear how you honor your wife and you honor your kids and you honor your identity yourself, it's not this like maybe this 1980s patriarchal, you know, dad's at the top, bring me my beer, take off my shoes, you know, and those are kind of cliches again. But you are like, how do I show up and serve my family, but also not lose myself so that I become a passive asshole, right? It's like, I want to. Yeah. And that's what you're doing, man. And I think family guide leader, love it. Now, next question, you know, becoming a father, well, let's just talk about marriage for a second. When you're married, you clearly have this, like there's conflict that happens, right? So you're, you're confronted with things you like about yourself, things you don't like about yourself. Then you decide to work on them or not. Now, when you have children, you have that same kind of rub, but now it's with a human being that is a child and half of you. So there's things that you see in them that you like about yourself. There's things you see in them that you don't like about yourself. So as you've been a father and you've been through kind of some stages of fatherhood, what's something that you've learned about yourself? I I mean, I think I learned early on as a father that I really didn't have much patience. Like I had Mm. spent almost 29 years being a completely selfish individual. You know, who got spent all his free time surfing, skating, snowboarding, you know, just cruising around doing whatever. And 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 obviously marriage and fatherhood was 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 like the speed bump that really right. I think made me wake up. It would pounded me in the head and made me realize that you're like, you can't do this. You can't continue to be that person that you need to wake up. Mm. Mm. And I did. I did. It, it was it was a completely I revolutionary experience where I realized quickly that I wanted to be super hyper involved. Does that make sense? So, yeah, no, it makes sense. So there's this shift from, you know, having kids at 29 where you've lived, you know, your adult life, you know, you know, from 20 to 29, or really you started working at 15. So 15 to 29 doing your own thing. And then you're confronted with, okay, I have a family how do I want to show up for them? And you, you realize, okay, I don't want patience or I don't have patience, but I want it. How do you mentally go, okay, I'm going to go figure this out. And and clearly it's not like I read a book on patience and then I've been good for now. It's like, you know, I ran out of patience yesterday with my family. So it's a constant. Uh, so talk to me about that. Like, what does that look like for you to like constantly be confronted with things and then work on them? I mean, I think it's like watching your own children grow and it's like the baby Mm -hmm. steps that your kids take also parallel the baby steps you take 
and I took definitely is my path into parenthood and fatherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, I remember reading all these books. My wife got all these books in the year leading up. And I remember, Brad, have you read that one? Have you read that book? And I remember very important. I grew up reading. I love writing. I love reading voracious readers. So I was, I was digesting them and we were digesting all this material. And I wasn't a father then it was like, it was right. like digesting a basketball manual and I'd never played basketball. <laughs> right. and so it, was, it was incredible. And Lori's like, are you reading this? And I'm highlighting it. And it's like the day before Carter's going to be born. And I'm like, gosh, I got a hundred pages left in this book. I better get through this day. <laughs> yes. And then Carter was born the next day and I couldn't remember a thing from that book. <laughs> right. A darn thing from that book. What did I, what was I reading that whole year? I couldn't even remember. It felt great. Felt like it was really going to help me on my right. parent and father, but I had no idea when that day came, it was just that epiphany that you're like, who do I want to be? Who am mm. I? Who mm-hmm. am I going to be going forward? Can I continue to be Brad? Can I be rad dad, Brad and still be Brad? I, at the time you're like, I don't know. And then right. at the same time, you, your, your wife is looking at you. Maybe your in-laws are looking at you. Maybe your parents are looking at you and you're like, gosh, there's all this weight on my shoulders now. What am I going to do here? And I think like anything, I baby stepped my way into it. And I slowly took steps and they weren't always great decisions at first. And, and they're mm. rash. And, and, you know, sometimes you're like, what am I doing? Especially you, you've got no sleep. You're really, really tired. But I think quickly though, I realized and thankfully, I live in such a wonderful community and I had a really, really supportive company and everybody behind me that I was able to find my own little way in what I wanted mm-hmm. to do as a parent to support my kids. And then my wife also has a wonderful career and, and she works a lot and she wants to travel and I want to be here to support her career. And that also made me really step up really, really hard early on. And at first, I want to say I was kind of resentful. I was kind of resentful that I had to step up really hard in ways that I didn't see other fathers having to to carry this around. At one point, I think I'd I'd broken my hand into a million pieces snowboarding at Boreal, and my wife was going to have to take a, a trip somewhere, and I was going to have to figure out a way to not only get this kid in the car with my left arm, <laughs> but also learn how to change diapers with my you know with one oh, hand and yeah. drop them off. And at the time. I think I was kind of bitter and I was also recovering from a hand surgery, but it made me embrace fatherhood and parenthood and really mm-hmm. made me step up. And my wife really made me step up. And I'm really, honestly, I couldn't be more grateful for, yeah. for all of it that I was maybe in the first couple of years forced to step up. She's going on a work trip. I'm kind of bummed about that. I'm the dad. I shouldn't have to do this. But then as I stepped back pretty quickly, I was like, no, I want to do this. Yeah. I want to support mm. her. I want to be there for my kids. I want to show my kids that I can have a great career and I can be gone and I can be that guy, but then I can also be here anytime for you too. And I'm very fortunate in that way, but that's exactly what I wanted to do as a parent and as a person. Mm. And, and I'm glad I've been been able to. Dude, dude, some nuggets that you dropped in there is, is sometimes we can get so wrapped up in the bitterness and the resentment and we just hold on to it. Instead of, I mean, because that's just slavery for ourselves, stepping back and you ask yourself, what do I want? And I think if I'm, you know, pissed at my wife about whatever, 
then I, or whoever I step back and what does Ned want? What does Brad want? Well, I want to be a kick-ass dad. I want to be a great husband regardless of the circumstances. So I think if dads would step back out of the busyness of the day and the busyness of the mind and ask, what do I want? They'd all lead to that spot. My hope is that they would, you know, that they would hear you and they're like, dude, yes. What do I want? Well, so difficult because we're always, especially within the marriage, especially within the marriage, it's always like, especially once you have multiple kids and you're busy with your career, it's going back to that point where you're like, not don't want to lose myself. Well, then the focus sometimes shifts to that selfish nature of like, well, I need time for myself to find time for me. And, And sometimes I need to step back in my own marriage and go, well, my wife deserves that too. It needs that. And you also, I don't feel like maybe what I want is not what your partner necessarily wants. And that's okay Mm. because a long-term marriage is about meeting each other in the middle. You don't always get to win. And I think with so many people in life, it's always pre-marriage and children. It's like, I want to get my point across and I want to be right and check that box. And with marriage and children so much, it's just not that way. There's a lot of yeah. gray area and I want to really be there to support my entire family as best I can. Dude, I love it. I recently heard a guy talking about that, you know, when you're in an argument with your spouse or when you're trying to jockey for your position, you're trying to win and when you're trying to win, it's a battle. And when you stop trying to win and you surrender, doesn't mean give up, but you surrender, you end up winning because you're then meeting the people's needs around you, which then they want to meet your need, you know, as long as people aren't toxic. Um, so dude, yeah, that's huge. Absolutely. And then I love how in your book, how you discuss so much about taking time for yourself and then taking time for your marriage and how important Mm -hmm. those things are just as it's important to make time for your children and to make individual time for each of your children too. Yeah, dude. Super rad. Um, the other thing I just want to acknowledge is you making the comment. I've never heard anybody say it, but it's so true. When you first have your kid, how your wife's looking at you, your in-laws are looking at you like you have this weight. I don't think as dudes, we acknowledge that enough that there's this weight and there's these moments where we have to decide who am I going to be? How am I going to show up? Because there isn't necessarily a book, I don't know, for that. And and we don't go through that same, you know, like grow a human being for nine months and then push them out of our body, which is a very much rite of passage. You know what I mean? And and maybe breastfeed. Like there's a, a woman is goes through some gnarly stuff. And the dad is like, it's like, I think this, it's this innate internal, we know we're provider and protector, but like, what does that look like? How do I show up for that? Um, and I think it's just cool how you acknowledged that, that there is this moment that we have to make some decisions about who we are. It, I mean, it's, there's no blueprint. I mean, it's so right. funny because, you know, I, and obviously women go through so much more. I mean, this, Mother's Day is so much more important than Father's Day. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, like it's so long and it's like, just when you talk about rebel and, you know, create, like rebel against low expectations to, to create something incredible. And, and, and that's why we need more things like this because there is no blueprint. And right. it's like you were talking about, like you'll read these books and it'll be more about like child rearing and how to do this. But then literally <laughs> right. your child comes and you're like, oh my gosh. 
and everyone's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's so funny because I, I feel pre people like, oh, you guys are going to make be a great father. You're going to be a great parent. Oh, it's going to come. And then people, some people want to give you a lot of information, but then most people are like, you know, if you have twins or a kid, and they're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And you're like, you didn't tell me any of this. You didn't tell me any of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Great, son, let me pat you on the back and send you on your way. And so your book and what's so awesome in your experiences and the experiences we have at fatherhood so much, it's like, it's okay to have more of a blueprint. It's okay mm. to discuss these things because yes. so many people get lost is they do become parents. They become fathers. We become fathers. And we saw how our dads did it. We saw how our grandfathers did it. Mm-hmm. And they did it the best way they could in the way they right. knew how. And times have changed slightly. And that's good. I wouldn't right. give up those experiences for the world. But I want to be more than just a provider. And my mm. dad and my grandfather were too. But it was just a different day and age. For sure. Where there you know, just life roles. It changes. Complete progression. And we wouldn't get to be the fathers we get to be today if it wasn't for our dads and our grandfathers who paved the way to get here. But I think it's wonderful now when I see dads out doing ponytails, French braiding their daughter's hairs, showing up in every aspect, painting toenails, fingernails. It's all good. And that we could somewhat get over that hyper masculinity that we all just need to be these really strong guys and not show any emotion. Dude, and yes. I think that's been tantamount to being there for my children too. Mm, mm. Dude. So this kind of brings up the, you know, the theme of the, the podcast, the podcast fatherhood field notes, which we are doing, right. You're just opening up your notes, sharing them with the world, but the mantra is rebel and create. And you totally get what is rebel and create now it could be applied to something small. Like uh, we rebel against watching TV while we eat dinner so that we can create family meals to something on a larger scale. If you will, when you think about those words, what's something in Brad's world that he's rebelling against and what do you hope to create out of that? I, you know what? I just see all these times that in growing up in the type of culture where, you know, mom was just expected to cart the kids around. Mom was expected mm. to take the kids everywhere. Mom was expected to show up at all the soccer practices and be there. And, and dad was just going to go make the bacon. And there was nothing wrong with that. But in my own life, I always wanted more. My best experiences growing up, my dad would take me. My dad flew planes. My dad mm. was a Vietnam vet. He flew F4s. And as a kid growing up, uh, my dad would take me up in Cessnas and Beach Nuts and we'd fly around and – it was some of the greatest times. And my That's dad would cool. say later, he's like, I got into golf because airplane jet fuel was way too expensive. And that was incredible too. And then we'd go ski at Sierra Tahoe. And it was like those one-on-one experiences with my dad. Uh, and they were wonderful, wonderful times. And I just wanted to recreate those with my own kids too. But even take it to the next level. Um, I have severe at times ADHD. If I get into anything, I just don't get into it. I get into it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I started I skateboarding it. at 12 or 13. I wasn't just going to skateboard. I mean, I, I was never good enough to be professional, but I was going to work in the skateboard industry. Damn it. I was going to take it to the next level. <laughs> you know, I was going to do that. And that's the same thing I approached with fatherhood. You're just like going to grab this by the balls and we are going to run with this and we are going to run with it hard kids and, and just have a great time at it. And, um, I just want my kids to, to see that, to experience it, you know, just really give them that spark, to give them that passion for life, you know, and it, they don't have to be into the things that I'm into. I could care less. 
honestly, like go get into something else. I'd love to do something else, you know, but just go after the craft. Oh man, that's, that's a great thing to rebel against. I think that idea that mom has to cart them around and do everything, uh, is just so huge. And and you think back to the moments you had with your father, how critical they were. And now you're creating those with your kids, like, but 10 Xing it. And it's not better than it's that you've created the life, consistent work, consistent schedule to create the life, the time that you want. Um, you, you made a comment, uh, that fatherhood impacted you for the better. Now, I know we've talked about this a little bit that at, at, you know, when, when the babies came and, and you're embracing it, but, and, and that you learned about patience, but was there a shift inside of Brad that made you a better man? Like, what does that mean? Like, that's kind of what I hear when I hear that statement. So is there anything for you that you really go, man, I just so much of me shifted and fatherhood helped me be more the person I wanted to be. Is that accurate? Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I, it's made me a better father. It's made me a better partner. I, I mean, I was definitely the type of person that would wake up five or six days a week at 6 a.m. and just go surf by himself for hours. Hmm. And then I'd go to the office and I'd work all day. And then I'd come home, you know, and, and, and hang out with my then, my wonderful, beautiful girlfriend, then fiance. And then, you know, my wife by the time we, you know, went to have kids. But I, I, I think I, I was able to lose myself in myself. And, and I didn't mm. have to think about the bigger picture at times. You know, I definitely spent 10 to 15 years being a really selfish individual um, at a time in, in life, I guess, in my teens and my 20s when I could. But I definitely woke up in my late 20s and realized if I was going to be the father that I wanted to be, if I was going to be the partner that I wanted to be, that I needed to drastically slow down and stop focusing on me and focus on the bigger picture. And, and the number one thing I did, and this was, and it, aff- it affected everything and it was great, was I just slowed down. Hmm. Hmm. How do you slow down, but still have so much passion to, to, to have a craft? I just put it in perspective. I put it in its place that hmm. if I couldn't do this seven days a week, Cause I'm just that kind of passionate individual that where you're like yeah. anything I'm into skating, surfing, snowboarding, I want to, I want to hone my craft. I want to do it constantly. I got into fishing the last couple of years and all of a sudden I was fishing three or four days of the week, you know, and that it, it's just making the time, I guess, in balance. Once again, I, it's the balance. It's yeah. the yeah. seesaw of life that we take our kids to the park that we teach them on that. It's like, okay, you're going to knock me on one way. Well, I'm going to pull you back. And if we balance this out and, and for me, I think it was really that, that you're like, I can't go 100% anymore hard in the paint for myself, but I can go 80% and that's just as good. And if I go 80%, I've got all this time to give to my children. And if I don't rush out the door at 6 a.m. to go surf and I wait to take them and I'm more appreciative, I also just, I became, I slowed down and I became more appreciative for everything. Mm. Mm. The small things, really trying to embrace those, really not trying to be in such a rush in this kind of world that we live in. And I'm still constantly dealing with this this covid experience of the last 18 months the silver lining for me is it's made me slow down even more yeah. trying to realize what's more even important which is my kids which is my marriage which is my family which is our mental health which is our, yeah. our physical well-being 
Dude, this is like, I need to hear this now because I feel like I'm just going so hard. I've said yes to so many things. And, and I actually just put this little picture of my daughter who's 15 now. I'm showing you right now. So this right. is when she's like three years old. And I'm like, dude. And I I mean, I was, you know, spent a lot of time and play with my kids. But I'm like, dude, I want more of that. I want more of that. And now, you know, she's 15. So it's this reality that I got like three summers left until, well, I mean, and she's going to get her license in, you know, a year. So those summers are going to look different than they have. Uh, so it's like, I want to continue to, to do the balance. So it's like, as you talk about it as dads, we got to continuously like reflect and, and take a step back. Like you said, even when the babies came, it's like, who do I want to be? What do I want? And so sometimes we get so caught up in our schedule we got to pause and go, oh, crap, let me hold up. What do I want? Wait a second. I tracked my time the last two weeks and the time was way out of whack. But if you don't do that, you could realize like years, years could go by. Man, you're doing it, you know, and, and I think because we've created these kind of relationships with our children, these deep experiences, this really profound fatherhood that it's not going to end in three years, Ned. It's going to yeah, be for a sure. lifetime, yeah. but I understand, I understand your no, trepidation. Dude, you're I feel right. that all the time yeah. too, you know, that you're like, and, and, and we almost need to fight against that too, but you need to be aware of it. You're like, am I running out of time? No, I'm not, but I mm. need to spend my time valuably. Yes, I need to give dude, myself fully and completely, you know, because mm -hmm. we do have the time. Everyone has the time. I always hate when people say they're too busy. We're all too busy, but we make the time for what's important and we can schedule ourselves out to do that. It's difficult right now. It's been. But if anything we've experienced in the last year and a half, I feel has taught us is to slow down, sometimes embrace the insanity, but focus on what really matters to you. And yeah. I, I know you're the same way. I'm always constantly just trying to hone what I do to make myself a slightly better person. And I'm so far from perfect in any way, but it's just that I always want to be slightly better that you're like, you know right. what? I don't want yep. to do that. You know what I mean? I want to leave 15 minutes yep. earlier tomorrow. I, you know, I, I, I want to be less stressed about that, you know? And it's all good. And, and I think yeah. the cool thing about it is by doing this for our kids, we create the kind of relationships where our kids, they're not going to turn 18 and just disappear. Like we for create sure. profound and, and nobody's, most kids don't, but it's just yeah. the idea that you're like, by embracing the kind of parenthood we do and having the types of relationships with our children, I hope that I continue to have these kind of experiences with my kids mm -hmm. into adulthood and oh, beyond. Yeah. Because I've established these kind of, you know, these patterns that I don't want to wake up later in life and ever feel like, you know, the missed opportunities. You mm -hmm. know, sometimes you turn to dad and he's older and, and, and you're like, I can't relate to him. You know, and there was a, a really cool Descendants song that I was listening to the other day. And it really reminded me of my grandparents. It's just called One More Day. Can I get mm -hmm. one more day? One more day with them. And that's how I feel about my kids. That if I left this earth tomorrow, was that last day? Was that a good one? Mm. would that one bring a smile yeah, that's huge yeah. you know what if, we, and, what if we all live that way with that in our mind like how would we show up for the day it doesn't mean you quit your job and you you do something crazy but it means that when you do have those moments with your kids with your spouse you're like you're present you're engaged in those you know absolutely in in so much of of skating surfing snowboarding it's about being present you know mm -hmm. it's like this this 
it's my yoga, it's my meditation. And then I realized, you know, I'd spent so much of my life being selfish and focusing on that, but it's the same thing that makes you a good father is being present is really dropping whatever you have to listen to your kids, to listen to what they're going through. And, you know, I've always had a lot of empathy for youth and and kids coming up, not even my own, not even just kids in general, man. It's a tough, you know, youth, teenage years. It's a tough time, man. And and to have, you just always, you know, I always want to be there for my kids to be able to listen to. And and, and for so many people out there, it's just that they want to be listened to and Mm. so much missing and to be able to listen, to be present for all of us. And if I can do a little bit of that for my own kids, you know, like we can in our own little community, our families, our communities and beyond, we can make the world a better place. We can make our families stronger. Yeah. So when I hear you, I'm just like, you're talking about a lifestyle that you're bringing into fatherhood and into life, which is all the things that we care about really, right? The skating, the surfing, the snowboarding, the, 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 this community, that's what it's really about. And you've taken it into fatherhood, which is rad. And you're passing that culture and that belief of what life looks like to your boys through these sports. And then they can take that, like you said, into any craft that they want to pursue. You know, as fathers, I I just want to support my children in any decisions Mm -hmm. they make to to get ahead, to really, you know, to to, to maneuver the pitfalls and pratfalls of life as we know it here in America in 2021. And and it's not easy. It's not easy sometimes being a father. It's not easy being a parent. It's not easy sometimes even being a kid. In this day and age, yeah. and so, yeah. fathers and mentors and and, and is, is rad, interesting people. If I can just drop a little bit of that knowledge, and, and it's even a trip because it's like over the last decade with my own kids becoming a father, and there's I enter my fourth decade of life and beyond. I also find that I'm like slowly mentoring other kids too, where mm. you're like not even trying to, but all of a sudden I'm at that point in my life where I'm like a pillar of knowledge and information, and it's. And it's great. And I, I, my kids could go do anything. Anybody's kids can do anything. I, I just love parents to support are passionate for their kids in what they want to do. And I, I just want to embrace it. I, I want to embrace every yeah. single aspect, yeah. just like you have of parenthood that comes along. Like I loved how you talked about a handful of years ago when you guys sat around as a family and you're like, what do we want to do as a family? Mm. What do we want to be? Where do we want to go? What do we want to do together? And I think that's really beautiful and, and, and really awesome because I think for so many people, so many people, so many families, they don't ever do that. They right. don't ever sit down and go, what do I want out of life? What do I want out of my family? What do I want out of marriage? And, and without thinking about that, you're never going to get anywhere if you don't yeah. have a blueprint yeah. or a you plan just and you're just sleepwalking through life. Hmm. And yeah. It's difficult. It's so difficult to not sometimes just sleepwalk through right. it. But right. when you wake up and it, it's those days when, you know, I don't know. There's just, I, I love to watch the sunrise. I love to watch the sunset. And in between that, we're, we're given a gift with our limited time here on earth to do something meaningful. Yes. And especially sometimes when I step back and you're like, I want to be important society. I want to be this big dude. I want to be whoever. I want to be the man. And everybody wants to be that. But, you know, at the end of the day, to just be the man to your family, to be there, that's more than enough for me. And if I can just make them stronger, better individuals, 
I've done my job at the end of the day. Dude, yes. Yes, and if we all showed up like that, dude, I just – the world would look different. Ah, ah, yes. Dude, so good. So good. So when are we snowboarding again? No. Ah, 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 Yeah. Dude, once that snow gets here. Um, Okay, so I want to ask you something practical because I think that a lot of dads, they just – they just don't uh, think it's possible to do something. So you will a couple times a year work from home, take your kids out of school. This year was different. And you'll just go rent a house up in Tahoe. And then you'll, I mean, just talk me through that because I think that it's so possible to do, but a dad just doesn't know to do it. So for you, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to jump on Airbnb. I'm going to get myself a spot. I'm going to drive where it's like, it's just second nature. You do it. So just talk me through real practically. How would a dad go do that? I I just realized, you know, at a young age and even with fatherhood for all of us, that it's like, if you want to do it, you just have to go do it. And, you know, maybe for me going up in the skate punk rock scene, watching people build skate parks randomly, you're not allowed to build a park there. We're going to build a park here, sir. And, you know, (laughs) stuff like that, that I just, you just got to go do it. You got to do what, do what you want to do, do what you love, but drag your kids along, like take a week off work, figure out where you want to go, throw the kids in, throw the bikes, scooters, skateboards, throw nothing in, throw their shoes in, go away, take your kids with you, camp, Airbnb, just create lifelong experiences with your children. And that's all I've done. And then it just constantly gets easier. You get more tools Mm -hmm. in your tool belt. Mm -hmm. You realize what your kids will do. I'm even not that good of a cook by any means. I mean, it's hot dogs, hamburgers, you know, thank God for Domino's and round table and, (laughs) you know, and that I just want to go do stuff. I want to be there for my kids and experience the things with them, you know, before it's too late. Yes. And a couple of things there is, um, one, Cause I know when you and I were snowboarding together talking, you'll go and you'll work a half a day or you'll get up early and you'll work. And a lot of people are working from home now. So if you go get an Airbnb for a week up in Tahoe or wherever you're going to do this, you work, get up at 7am work till one, your kids can do their schoolwork. You have Wi-Fi, they can do their schoolwork and then leave in the afternoon and go, you know, do whatever you're going to do, whether it's surf or go to the snow or whatever from, you know, one to four or five, six, and then go get dinner. And then the other thing that, you know, I see you do is, I will say, maybe this is just me, but if I'm going to plan a week-long trip and mama is coming along with us, the Airbnb matters a little bit more. The campsite matters Absolutely. a little bit more. The food, the food matters a little bit more, right? To just throw the kids in and get a crappy spot and then just figure out food every night. Those are killer memories. Like You literally don't have to plan this six months out. This is like, hey, in a week we're doing this. Mom, guess what? You think mom's going to be pissed? No, she's going to be psyched that you guys are all leaving. Just go do it. Go do it. And it's probably going to be the best week of the kids' lives. Uh, and then just do it again. And so I love how you said that. Just go try it. Get it some tools. You'll figure out what worked, what didn't work. But in this world we live in right now, this is so possible. It's so possible. It's so readily available to all of us. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am so fortunate in the last year, but in the year and a half to like step back and be like, I can be a good work partner. I can be a good life partner and I can be a good father and I can do all of those and I can mm-hmm. give them 110%. You just have to, as you know, you've got to schedule yourself like a madman. And, but then yep. you've also just yep. got to take time to step back and mm-hmm. breathe. 
embrace the insanity, embrace the chaos with a smile and, you know, take time, but it's so readily doable these days. And we all live in these crazy, you know, hyper busy lives and the awesome thing about the internet and sometimes the last year and a half is that everybody's somewhat got this tech worker set up. So you need to take advantage of it as far as like we were discussing and that you're like, I'm going to work all morning. I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. and I'm going to work hard till 10 or 11 and put in five hours. And then I'm going to take a big break for my kids. And then maybe I'm going to get back at it. And my thing during COVID overall, as much as I've tried to do is free myself up. And it doesn't happen every day, but it happens four or five days of the week. Free my schedule up to create a two or three hour block to go have fun with the kids. Yes. Yes. And it's difficult, but it's doable. Yeah. Dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, dude. We could talk for hours about this. Here's my last question for you. It's a legacy question. So imagine 30 years from now, Carter will be 40. Okay. 30 years from now, you're standing out in the cul-de-sac. You're peering into the homes of your boys. You see the lives that they're living. You see how they're living. What is the legacy that you left? So it's like the day in day out decisions that Brad made. You're seeing your boys live that out. I just want my children to be happy, loving, genuine, honest, passionate individuals, passionate Mm. for life, passionate for their family, their friends, their community. And I got that just by doing what I do. And and I'm so fortunate that at a young age, I discovered skateboarding and snowboarding and surfing and, and older dudes and, and older women mentors took me under their wings and, and helped me find my path just the way as I'm helping my children. But I just really want them to have a love and, and passion for fellow man themselves and each other and be passionate about life. You know, yes. we live Dude, in a that's it right there. So much of life is like you go someplace, Ned, and they're always like, what do you do for a living? And it's very important because we live, you know, in, in, in a crazy world. And it is important what you do for a living. But more than that, I, I had a buddy who likes to go ask people what they do in their free time. What do you mm. do for fun? And the same goes to fatherhood that I want my children to be passionate. I want them to have imagination, to meet people, to be genuinely inquisitive about the world, to want to know more. Um And I think the best way to do it is to just live a passion-filled life of experiences, to get outside, to wake up every morning as soon as that sun rises and be like, I'm going out there. The world is my oyster and I'm going to reap its rewards. And by staying inside and sitting on this, just sitting around, it it ain't going to happen. And we we need, you know, technology is so amazing. You and I wouldn't be talking podcasts. I love podcasts. I went to film school. I, you know, but like without getting outside and really experiencing the day to the day, you know, ride bikes, become bike riders, get outside, play with nature, get dirty, chase snakes, run through creeks, drink the creek water, you know, it won't kill you. Um, (laughs) You know, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm really fortunate. I'm a really passionate person and I just wanted my kids to be that way. And, and luckily it's, it's, it's happening. And dude, I will, I will say, man, it just, just (laughs) us, just this last hour, anybody listening is going to go, 
this dude is passionate and he brings passion into everything. And that's those, the day in day out, the dominoes that keep getting knocked over every day is you're showing up with passion. And I know without a doubt that your boys 30 years from now are going to be living passionate lives because of your dedication to waking up every day and being psyched that the sun rose and then being psyched that the sun went down, knowing it's going to come again tomorrow. Um, and I just see dude that you're living that. So, so Brad, kudos to you, man, for, Choosing to be an incredible father because it's oh, not just you. about you. I mean this. It's not just about you. It's not just about your kids. I mean, 500 years from now, the world will be a better place because of how Brad showed up every day now. And I mean that for real. Like Thank as you. a father, one of my biggest things is like the reason why I want to talk about fatherhood is because I want there to be good husbands for my daughters one day. I want there to be a great woman for my son one day. And so it matters. It matters deeply how you show up for your kids, man, you know, and to go, to go. I mean, what a great, the best compliment I ever got was from a man. He said, you know, he had little kids at the time, but, but he's like, Ned, you're the kind of man I want my daughter to marry. And that's, like, what else could we ask for, right? Like, our kids are the most important thing. So when I hear a dad so full of passion, I go, there's hope. There's hope for my daughters and for my son that there's going to be good people out there. Um, and our world is just so negative sometimes that we don't have, like, these conversations aren't glorified on the news, right? No. And so there's hope for our world. And I think that fathers play an enormous piece in that. And you're one of those dudes, man. So keep doing what you're doing, loving your kids and having fun adventures with them. Oh, thank you so much, Ned. And, and thank you for everything you're doing, man. We need more conversations like this, mm. like this podcast, the ability to hone in on fatherhood and really discuss the craft of fatherhood. Like, yeah, it, baby. It is. No, you know what I mean? It's like, we always want to push it away and be like, oh, you've already got this. You, you know, you know exactly what to do and you do it this way. And it's like, there's no blueprint. So thank you mm. so much, man. Thank Dude, you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Brad, until next time, man. And I love just watching your stories and seeing all you're doing. And uh, I know we'll be on the hill shredding again soon. Let's do it, Ned. Can't wait to catch up snowboarding. Can't wait to catch up with you, man. Thanks so much for having me. Dudes, when I have conversations with you fathers and hear men like Brad Oates who are out showing up every day, it just gives me such a hope, such a hope for our world, such a hope for our future, such a hope for our children. So much of the time we're doom and gloom, but when you have conversations like that, when you engage in that, I mean, I feel on fire just from my conversation from Brad and know that his approach, his love for life has just rubbed off on me in a way. And I am so stoked to have met him, to have known him and to know that there's men out there raising good boys, that there's men out there raising good daughters. That's how we are showing up. Thank you. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. And I think Brad shared that in a tremendous way. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. And please share this. If you have a homie or a friend that you know, it would help support them on their journey, their adventure of fatherhood. And if you can take a minute to like it and review it, it helps spread the word that fatherhood matters. I look forward to talking to you next time. 